the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon and greetings. Thanks for coming along today. The Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Uh, Kath, it's a, it's a slow news day. Yeah, it is not a slow news no, day. No, it is not. No. It is a lot of things. It is not it's a slow a news day. a lot going on. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling okay. Getting ready for the big C. <laughs> yeah. The big C. Yeah. You're hungry. You, you guys, I actually am very hungry. What are you, though? I got the big colonoscopy tomorrow, friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Never had such a thing. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so I am very much uh, dreading this evening, which I understand is the real, you know. I say it's much ado about nothing. Okay. Seriously, it is. All right. But you, your husband, you said, has done this multiple, many, many times, times. Many times. So the, the road has been, you know, trod well, for you. Well, this is what he's looking forward to. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show yesterday mm-hmm. or not. Because we've talked, we've really milked this a over, lot. No, listen, over many years, uh, over his various colonoscopies, um, I have brought to light the silly things he said under anesthesia. Mm-hmm. And I usually bring them up in a group setting. <laughs> you do. Tomorrow, he is so geeked oh, he's to waiting. be able to return this favor. I mean, he has been waiting for this for Oh, yeah. You know, a decade and a half. 30 years. Yeah, he's very excited about tomorrow. Let's hope you dis- don't disappoint. About what could happen. Even if you're feeling pretty good, yeah. you should act otherwise. And like oh. say goofy, you should have just, a few just things. Just to give him some ammunition. Yeah, just to give yeah. a little gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been waiting be. all this time. It could be a disappointment. It could be. You should have a couple of things maybe like in your back pocket. Sure. Just saying. Like your colonoscopy like writers. I'm, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey guys, let's get to work. Okay, give me some bits here. <laughs> Okay. Just a couple, like three yeah. or four, I think will carry me through the one whole One zinger would do. That's all. Just one good zinger. Okay. <laughs> After, post-op. My, um, I have a good friend who just had one uh, not too long ago, and her husband told us in a group setting mm. that his wife, who we all deeply love, um, was consistently correcting the gastroenterologist on the pronouncing of her name. <laughs> now, wait. Not of my friend's name, of the gastroenterologist's name. Her own name? Yes, her own name. So she'd say, hi, I'm Dr. Whatever. And this friend of mine would correct her. (laughs) And then she would say it again and she would correct her again. So um, the husband of this duo said that she did this like five or six times. Finally, he said, I realized that she was under the influence of something. But I said, I think the doctor knows her own name. (laughs) It's good. You want to fight with your with your partner, my spouse. He said I was tolerating it, and then all of a sudden it was just too humiliating, and I had to jump in. Can you imagine the stories those poor people have? I can't have? imagine. I mean, every day they must come home from it and go, wait do you hear this one? <laughs> this crazy person, right? That's going to be me tomorrow, you guys. Very good. What time are you going? Uh, I'm not telling you because all I'm right. afraid that there's going to be some type of recording no, device. No, no, Christy's no. going to like, you know, be bugging the 
No, you. You just, don't know. It's sometime between eight and five. Okay. Oh, we're just saying prayers. That's all. We're just prayers. Oh, get, thoughts and prayers get, for you. <laughs> for your colonoscopy. Out of here. I'm not what, telling you what's where wrong I'm with going, that? and I'm not telling you, you what don't I'm going. Think you're going under. I mean, something prayers for your safety. Well, thank you. I mean, I, mean, I appreciate that. But you had that glint in your eye, and <laughs> thoughts and prayers for yeah, for Kathy's big day. Okay. Anyway. My big day. You, somebody's big day is like when they get married or graduate, not when they have. A when it's all over, though, like yeah. this time tomorrow. Yeah. The good news is you'll be on the couch. I'm excited about that. Right. Yeah. Give me the remote because yep. you've earned it. And I'll be able to eat then, right? Oh yeah, and I'll be having like like some good. On the way home, you can stop at Arby's, get <laughs> some curly that's fries. Disgusting. <laughs> you get you get a big cheddar that's melt, dis- <laughs> <laughs> and a milkshake. Oh, it's I don't so know. Wrong. I mean, just that say, is so wrong. Just you know, it, it makes you think about your body, right? And it what sure does. right? Well, what you put into it and, and what comes longer, out of it. The longer this I mean, conversation goes the on, process, the more I'm thinking about it. All right, just you know. Anyway. God bless you. All right, without further ado, because it is a, a an active day, Cap. Oh as always, you give us the top news stories of the day. Well, please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022, mm-hmm. truly, it, it it's just hard to believe how much things have changed in American conversation uh, over the last 12 hours or so. Um, so let's start with number one. Mm-hmm. Um Chief Justice John Roberts denounced the leak of a draft opinion published last night by Politico that indicated the court may overturn Roe versus Wade, calling its release, quote, a betrayal of the confidences of the court and saying he has directed the marshal of the court to launch an investigation. These were his words, John. He said, quote, this was a singular an egregious breach of that trust that is an affront to the court and the community of public servants who work here. Um, he also said that he looked at it as a, an effort to undermine the integrity of the Supreme Court and that its operation uh, will not succeed. He said that they won't be affected in any way. They have permanent employees and law clerks alike who are intensely loyal and that they will carry on doing what they are supposed to do. He also said, by the way, that though the document was authentic, the draft does not represent the final decision of, course. of the court. Right. Can you believe all that? No. What a crazy story. We're going to talk about this uh, several times uh, throughout today's show. Number two. Fiji's high court ruled today that a massive Russian-owned yacht can be seized by U.S. authorities. American and Fijian, which is a word I didn't know, officials claim that the Cayman Islands flagged Amadea is the property of Suleiman Karamov, an oligarch who built his fortune on gold mining. Hmm. He was sanctioned in March by the U.S., the U.K., and the EU in response to the invasion of Ukraine. Of course, the attorney who represents uh, him and his company say that it's actually not owned by him. It's owned by a company. So, of course, we can't sanction it or take possession of the $325 million ship. Mm. Can you believe, have you looked at the size of these? They're the size of cities. Isn't it outrageous? Some of them have a crew of 150 people. Who are just hanging, waiting. It's like living in a little small town. It's It's just... It's it's just absolutely outrageous. The company intends to appeal the decision. Mm, The company. Number three. Part memorial, part museum, and part worship space, the renovated site of the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill will also include an institute aimed at what leaders on Tuesday, that is today, called the world's oldest disease, anti-Semitism. 
reading from today's trip. Leaders with the architecture and design firms contracted to help renovate and rebuild the site along with Tree of Life. Uh, Rabbi Jeffrey Myers unveiled renderings and plans for the space. The nonprofit institute, John, will simply be called Tree of Life. Its goal will be to eradicate anti-Semitism the world over. You can look online at information about the plans. It looks huge. It does. It's a massive, massive site. Yeah. But it also looks beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, the pedigree of the architect. I know. Are you kidding me? Holy smokes. This is a guy who knows what he's doing. It was a a big get that he agreed to do it in the first place. And now to see, like, the end result of this portion of his work. I don't know. I found it a terrible memory, a terrible tragedy, but an exciting thing to think going forward that, mm-hmm. this, that those people could be remembered. And in this look way. forward to construction starting, right? Right. I mean, it's really significant for the city. And number four, a big night for the Pens at Madison Square Garden. Game one, round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Rangers have had the Pens number. I'm not <laughs> telling you something you don't already know. Can the Pens turn it around? The question we're all asking. Casey DeSmith will be starting his first career playoff game. Puck drop, 7 p.m., and that is your top four at four. Okay. Very nice. Will you tune in? Oh, yeah. For sure. You got cable in the bathroom? <laughs> Just saying. This one, I'll have the radio on in the okay, bathroom. Okay, that's good. I'll have the TV on in the other room, yep. and so I'll be able to hear What's you know, going on both there? calls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just stay seated. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a comedian on colonoscopy day. We don't want you wandering too far away. Just Just stay seated. All right, please. All right, we'll take a quick break. The helpers profiles from the front lines of the pandemic. Kathy Gillison will join us in just a few minutes. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half-price tuition deals now at wordfm.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at wordfm.com slash tuitions. So I found a new fear last week. I walked into my doctor's office and there was nobody at the front desk. Just one of those little silver bells that said, please ring. I crept my little finger up to it, trying to just barely touch it. But sure enough, it sounded like a giant air horn going off. It's Ryan. And the goal of this commercial is for our faith and family mortgage team to say, don't be scared to smash our bell. Maybe you're thinking of buying a new home, but you don't know what the exact details would look like. Maybe the value of your current home has skyrocketed the last few years. Most have. And so you'd like to see what it would look like to cash out some of that newfound equity to use for life. We chose Word FM specifically, and we're committed to super serving this station for the long haul. So ding that bell away. No question is too dumb. No pressure will you ever feel. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. Whew, that's a lot. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. And lesson number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. 
Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The pandemic has been so lovely on many occasions, has it not? Mm -hmm. People screaming and yelling. All the rancor and division, all the buck passing, all the political fury. How about just going out to the grocery store and you see, you know, what goes on there, let alone in the airplanes? I mean, if you're not over it, <laughs> then you've got to be a glutton. The good news is the silver lining in all this, and I think everybody knows this, is that despite how ugly and rancorous the years have been, people have been wonderful as well. Yes. People have been kind and, and generous. And many more people have been kind and generous. I want to I want to believe that. I Without just think a doubt. We, like anything else we tend to focus on that one negative thing that kind of well, sticks of with us. I'm not saying that there aren't, but I think it's easy to forget about the majority opinion of good, kind, loving people who've reached out and tried to help. I'm into that. Kathy Gilsonan is with us. She's written a book called The Helpers: Profiles from the Front Lines of the Pandemic. Kathy, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Pleasure. So what do you think? Am I correct in saying that the majority of the people out there are have been kind, have been for have have shown a lot of forbearance, a lot of courage, all that sort of thing, and then the loudest voices are the worst ones? I think that sounds intuitively correct. I don't know if we have like data on polling it. data. Right. Yeah, polling data saying, you know, 60% of people are kind and helpful and, and things like that. But we do have some data to suggest that, you know, it even even is the case um, that most people are still complying with certain pandemic guidelines, for example. Yeah. And so we the stuff that and you're in the news business, you know, the stuff that makes news is the stuff that's outside of the norm. Yep. And what actually is the norm is these millions of daily boring decisions people are making to just try and keep themselves and their families and their communities safe. Excellent. Well, so Kath, what about you? I mean, you're focusing on the goodness. What's what is it about you that you chose this golden thread? <laughs> um, I think I had a feeling early on in the pandemic and and i'm writing this book proposal in like march april 2020 when it really did mm. seem like wow. there was a there was this maximum sort of flowering of civic virtue and you know like corporations were putting out ads praising their frontline workers we were talking about essential workers people were applauding healthcare workers at, at shift change 
Um, and, and there did, like, that was a moment before sort of, you know, the arc bent toward dysfunction and political conflict where it really did feel like we were all in this together. Um, and I knew that there were going to be a lot of books and stories about, you know, the dysfunction of some of the response in the United States and the things we got wrong. But it seemed especially important in that context to be able to elevate people who faced institutional dysfunction and failure and stepped up mm. anyway to help others. Good. Fabulous. Okay, so give us a good story. I mean, reading reading about the, the helpers, I, I know for one you talked about a guy named Paul Carey from Aurora, mm. Colorado. Yeah, is, yeah, tell us about Paul. Yeah, I was uh, I was just thinking about that as you were speaking. He um, here's a guy who's a paramedic, longtime uh, firefighter in Aurora, Colorado. Um, he's 66 years old. He's got a bad back and a blood clot disorder. Um, it's it's April uh, 2020, and he sees you know the the virus hasn't hit Colorado so badly yet, but it's it's overtaking New York at this point paramedics are overwhelmed they're getting like 50 percent more 911 calls than they normally would from a baseline of 4,000 a day to 6,000 a day everybody's overwhelmed and so he decides he joined this extraordinary effort coordinated by FEMA actually this is a federal effort to bring ambulances really from all over the country to help these overwhelmed New York paramedics so Paul Carey um, along with you know some hundreds of other paramedics from all over the country drove his ambulance from Colorado to New York at the height of the surge. Um, he's, you know, he's helping with hospital decompression. He's All these ambulances are staged at the Bronx Zoo parking lot, really? shooting out all over the city. Yeah, to, to rescue people from overstuffed hospitals. So cool. And Paul eventually, um, you know, contracts the virus himself. Um, and he, he died exactly two years ago this past weekend, April wow. 30th, he died. Yeah. Wow. All gave some and some gave all. Exactly. That's exactly right. That's and and he, you know, one of the things that was so moving was that when he um, was, you know, when he was being driven to the funeral home in Staten Island, um, and and the, the last call had gone out over the dispatch. You know, this is Paul Carey's last call. We'll take the watch from here. They said um, it's it's pouring rain outside, and um, all these all these ambulances and fire trucks are just lining the route with mm. their lights on and people standing outside in the pouring rain, oh holding signs, saying things exactly like that. All gave some, some gave all. Oh. The book is called The Helpers, Profiles from the Front Lines of the Pandemic. We're talking to author Kathy Gilsonen. Say your name again for me, Kath. Gilsonen, you got oh, it. Oh, I got it. All right, I feel good about it. <laughs> for, for those of you, for those of you watching the show um, on YouTube, I'm holding up the book right here, um, so you can see it for yourself, and it hopefully jog your memory if you see it in a bookstore or online. Um, Kat, tell us about Michelle Gonzalez. Sure. Yeah, she's another one of I. I, I loved writing about all these people, and they, you know, they they were really there. There was a nurse and a paramedic and somebody running a community food kitchen and somebody running the vaccine program in Moderna and somebody trying to address what we thought then was going to be a ventilator shortage. And they all took time out to just talk to me. And I'm so grateful for it. I love talking to them. And Michelle Gonzalez at the time was 30. I guess she's probably 32 now. Um, She's a nurse in the Bronx. She's an ICU nurse, right? So she's very used to dealing with death. Um, And one of her, actually one of her friends told me that, you know, prior to COVID, 
she prided herself on never letting anyone die alone. Mm. Uh, but that because because there was just such an insane volume of death happening at these Bronx hospitals and everywhere, you know, um, that that sometimes she had she was not able to be by the bedside when someone was dying because she had to be trying to take care, trying to save other lives. Um, so Michelle Gonzalez is is one of these nurses in the Bronx. She winds up also getting sick herself, and her whole family gets sick, and she feels terrible because she thinks she brought it home. Um, and then you know she she spends her two she spends her two weeks being sick, and she gets right back out there, and she knows that she's not going to be able to save everybody. Right? That's not you know like as an ICU nurse, you know that. But what what I found so inspiring about her was she just she keeps showing up day after day after day, and now. Like, you know, this is, it feels as if we're well past a moment when a lot of people are really taking the time to appreciate their, quote, people we call, called healthcare heroes. Mm -hmm. And so now you're seeing a lot of people quitting, quitting the nursing profession because when there's already a nursing shortage, because they feel they're not getting the support that they need from their institutions, they're burnt out, they're traumatized, there's not enough support for mental health. Um, and so, you know, Michelle, Michelle is still going up to, uh, showing up to work, but, um, I worry that these jobs are just going to get harder as more and more people leave them. Yeah. And um, we were reading the other day, I think, uh, I don't know if this was locally here, but 93% of people who work in healthcare said that they were thinking about leaving. I mean, that's in a huge Holy number. Cow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can imagine why. I mean, uh, it just was endless. And those poor people, just can you imagine the brutality that they suffered through and especially leaving work whenever they get the opportunity and then having to engage in the rancor, you know, that went on, you know, face to face with people. So talk about, you know, one of the really incredible things I think that happened, Kath, was the development of the vaccine at this really quick rate. And so you talk mm -hmm. about a scientist, a guy by the name of uh, Hamilton Bennett, who was on the front lines of this. Yes, she's a, uh, she, she, again, it's been two years, so she was 35 at the time. And she was really, you know, she was at Moderna. And when we think about Moderna, a lot of the coverage of Moderna focuses on senior leaders, you know, the CEO, Stefan Bancel, who's just like, uh, he's this visionary French, he's, he's really pushing this mRNA thing. Great articulate spokesman for what Moderna is about and trying to do. The person who was actually running the program uh, was this woman, Hamilton Bennett, who uh, describes herself as, as a bleeding bleeding heart public health nerd, right? And and she's been uh, she's been at Moderna for a few years by this point, and she has worked on a race for the Zika vaccine, um, which which was astonishingly fast at the time. But it was only you know she she spent like eighteen months on it before clinical trial results showed that that version of it that she was working on then didn't work. So. <laughs> She's, she's trying to figure out how to make vaccines quickly in a context of, you know, an outbreak. But by the time she's making this pitch to her bosses, you know, nobody, know, even even Tony Fauci at the time um, over at, you know, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, um, he's not even sure that, that this thing isn't going to burn out quickly. So Hamilton's trying to make the pitch in January 2020, even before this thing has actually hit U.S. shores officially. Um, she's saying, you know what, I think we should drop everything and uh, divert a whole bunch of resources to chasing after this virus that we don't even know <laughs> is is going to, you know, it may, it may burn out like, uh, like, like any number of other viruses. Um, and she manages to convince people to do it. She, um, she gets, 
she gets a vaccine for her, her researchers get a vaccine formula within, I think it was about two days from the, the genomic sequence being posted uh, by a consortium of Chinese scientists. Yeah, so there was there was something in the works by by mid January. And again, this is insane because it's before it's before COVID even has even hit the United States. Um, and then it's just about figuring out how to run the tests so that you can make sure this is safe and effective uh, without skipping steps, but but finding out the ways to do it as fast as possible. And that's that's what she did. And wow. they got an emergency use authorization by December. So less than a year they did it. Fabulous. I mean, everybody in one way or another in your book here, and the helpers, is putting their shoulder forward and pushing this thing so we can live like we used to live, right? I mean, back to normal was always the goal. And, you know, yep. say what you will. I mean, we feel like we're back to normal in some ways, even though there is, you know, spikes here and there. Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. And that, and that's due to the hard work of people like this who just really saw this insane daunting problem and said, you know, me like accepted the possibility of failure but said I raised their hand and said I'm going to do what I can. So for people who are sick of the disagreements, the rancor, the politics. social media posts, the politics of it all, this book is the perfect antidote mm-hmm. because it takes your mind off of all of that and puts your mind on a place that it should be, which is the amazing sacrifice, bravery, commitment, just the idea of just showing up just is just run, runs through all of these stories. So, Kathy, thank you for your work on this. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the title of the book is The Helpers, Profiles from the Frontline of the Pandemic. We could all use some good news. Right? Yep. I'm holding up. All right. What's next here? Yeah. Um, I can't reach for it right now. We don't know. Stay tuned. It's a grab bag. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted. 
you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, referred. Biting into a sandwich is good. Getting the perfect bite of KFC's juicy, hand-breaded, 100% white meat chicken filet with tangy mayo, thick-cut pickles, and a buttery brioche bun? That's finger-licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich in classic or spicy today. Prices of participation may vary. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see plenty of clouds with a heavy thunderstorm early tonight. Otherwise, a couple of showers around. It'll be mild. Thunderstorms can bring hail and damaging winds. Tonight's low 60. Tomorrow, we'll see a little morning rain. Otherwise, cloudy skies will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Some sunshine for Thursday, then turning cloudy. It'll be the nicest day of the week. We'll reach a high Thursday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I don't like that little rejoin music there. What? It sounds a little bit like... I like it a I lot. I feel like we should be... It's like Lawrence Welk or something. Huh. It's kind of hard. You like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I like Lawrence. I did. I appreciated Lawrence at the time. But you choose to diss him at but, the moment with our Well, just because it's been a long time since Lawrence has been <clears throat> on, it seems a little bit like we should be like... Fred, Aggressive. Fred and no, like you and I, we should be like Fred and Ginger, like dancing to a. Don't you wish? Don't you wish we were Fred and Ginger? Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Lawrence Welk, if you could describe Lawrence Welk to someone living today. Yes. What would you, how would you describe that? Because e- it was so Eastern unusual. Eastern European immigrant mm-hmm. come to the U.S. and appealing to the like um, the working class immigrant household for entertainment on a saturday night you watched it seven o'clock yeah we watched it listen in my in my polish family oh my gosh my grandpa we never missed it never missed it i mean he was like the he was like the good like the the pole the polish boy who made it Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't think he was polish but but there was but he was he was from some eastern european country and he played the, the, the accordion, the accordion right. and, and that there were was, bubbles. And there were, it was, yeah. There was also some sort of reach towards sophistication. And you know, that's what it was. It was like your working class background. Made good. Made good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like you were polished up. Right. You may have gone home from work and went to the Pittsburgh toilet in the basement, but once you got cleaned up. The drapes were new upstairs, yep. and you were going to dance in the living room. Exactly. That mm-hmm. is just what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And everybody – I remember my grandparents sitting there and, like, kind of quietly nodding. Like, mm, this really? is this is very satisfying that really? one of our own has been ascended. lifted. Had, ascended in this way. Yeah. What I remember most about it was eating chips, which <laughs> – It was at 7 o'clock, right? 
Uh, I think it was. was. And hee-haw was at 7.30. Oh, geez. Look at that. Now, how about a, a cultural uh, whiplash? Uh, uh, yeah. No, I thought Lawrence Welk, I thought it was longer. I thought the show was an hour. It might have been an hour long. Oh, okay. That could be. Well, hee-haw I mean, was only a half hour. Yeah. But, you know, the dan- who's Bobby? Remember Bobby? On hee-haw? No, no. no. Lawrence Welk. I'm, <laughs> no. Not, I'm not leaving Lawrence Welk yet. I'm not jumping to hee-haw. No, I don't remember Bobby. Oh, who's Bobby? He's a dancer. Okay. No. Young, kind of like, you know, hey, and they always, you know, it was large, wasn't it? It was bigger there than There was nothing life. very subtle there about Lawrence I remember the, the white guy who looked like the white guy. Like, they were all well, white guys everybody. except for one. Right. Well, there was one. The, right. The, one man of color who was a tap dancer. Who was terrific. Oh, he's but fabulous. he was, he was doing a lot of representing. He was all by himself. Um, the guy who looked like the Ken doll. That's Bobby. Oh, is that Bobby? Okay, then that's, I do remember him. Oh, yeah. Very it much. It was like the Ken doll with a, he had a white microphone. A white microphone, uh-huh. really? Now, I would imagine Lawrence Welk made a very handsome living. Because you, th- you think that show toured? They must have been on the road. I bet they were. That's that's like it it's was like, built in. It has to be, had to have been like the ice capades. I would think so. Right? But, uh, my parents never went because you think no, my I parents. Never did my parents. I think twice my parents went to the Civic Arena and saw of of all people, Liberace. Oh. Liberace, That's who rough. came on stage with like a Rolls Royce and a chauffeur opened the door for him. And my mother was like, oh my gosh. And of course, no one was saying anything about being a gay man, right? Right, it was of course not. Yeah. He, he always talked about his mom. He was just mom, flamboyant. Flamboyant and so friendly. Right. And played the piano. Now, talk about sort of like reaching to a higher aspiration. Right, because people who had no connection to classical music would look at Liberace and go, "That's my guy. He yeah. plays the he plays the piano." Right. There was something lifted about him as I mean, like it's a massive career, Liberace. A huge career. Yeah, and, and it was and, all and nutty. Okay, Lawrence Welk. The show was on from fifty one to eighty two. Wow, that's a long time. Thirty one years. Fifty one to eighty two. He was born here. In, in the Pittsburgh. States. No, in the oh, States. Anyway. He Pittsburgh. was born he was born in the in Strasbourg, North Dakota, but it was a German speaking community. North Dakota. No yeah. surprise. And he's from his family's from Odessa. Oh really? Yeah, in Ukraine. In Ukraine. Oh. Yep. So there's Lawrence Welk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. All right. How about I mean it was it was a terrific career. Christy, have you ever heard of Lawrence Welk? Sure. She laughed right away. What didn't you No. You never heard of him? Oh, Christy, it was the craziest thing. Look him up sometimes. You can't imagine how crazy it was. Oh, we loved it. But made us feel better about ourselves it watching did. it. It really did. Right, it did. All right. Let us take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Mersey Dotes and Dozy Dotes and Little Lamsey Divies. Do you remember him singing that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that his theme song? I don't know, but I, it sticks in my head somehow. WORD. I understand why people make fun of where I come from. I get it. Word FM presents a night out. I know a guy that wants to date his cousin. I know that guy. With comedian Chad Thornsbury. And he's asked my advice. He goes, man, what do you think? 
Uh, no. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. Eagles, no, it's not what you're thinking. We just have a lot in common. Yeah, like uncles. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now at wordfm.com slash night out. Addiction is a disease that does not discriminate. At Recovery Centers of America, we see its impact on people from all walks of life. Every day, a mom or dad drinking too much every night, an athlete hiding a pill addiction, a healthcare professional or first responder dealing with work-related trauma through substance use, a young adult who started the party in college and hasn't been able to stop. In the past year, over 100,000 people in the U.S. died from overdoses, including many from our local community. If you're hearing this and you think you're different, that you have a habit and not an addiction, I want you to hear this message and challenge your relationship with alcohol and drugs. If you are struggling, there is a solution. We can help you today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Many of us personally understand your pain, and we will work with you to determine the best treatment option that fits your needs. In our care, our medical and clinical experts will help you achieve recovery. Don't wait to get help. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I was so depleted, and the first day I took it, it was like my whole body woke up, my fingers, my feet. It was unbelievable. I thank God I finally decided to get it. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code balance. What happened to quality customer service? These days, it feels like most companies just treat you like a number. It can be difficult to find a real human to speak to when you have a question or need assistance. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have a customer-focused philosophy. We offer an educational, no-pressure shopping experience because we want to help you find the right mattress for you, whether you buy from us or not. Visit an Original Mattress Factory today to see the difference quality customer service makes. OriginalMattress.com Last night it was probably 10.30 uh, when I opened Twitter and I was just absolutely dumbfounded at what I was reading. I was, I was dumb. I seriously, so the first thing I did was call John. John. I was sleeping. <laughs> he was unavailable. Sorry. That's and 10:30. so then I called him again thinking he had do not disturb on and he was trying to screen his calls for no. me. I called him again, still no response. I was sleeping. So finally I texted him and I said, are you, uh, uh, you know, oh my gosh, are you awake? Nope. Nothing. Not, not till this morning. Nothing. Anyway, uh, just reading about the possibility that Roe versus Wade might be overturned, the fact that the the opinion was leaked, the fact that the opinion isn't finalized, the fact that it's all over social media and major news outlets, it's 1030 at night on a Monday. I, it was just, it's outrageous. So now it outrageous. it's Tuesday, it's the four o'clock hour, and people are kind of trying to figure out what it all means. 
it's an awful lot to take in, isn't it? Chelsea Sobelink is back with us. She's Director of Public Policy for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Church. And she has followed this story as well as other stories concerning pro-life issues and the court. Chelsea, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So, Chelsea, were you like me? Did you see this on social last night? I did. I uh, you know, The text started rolling in and jaw on the floor. This is it is hard to overstate how unprecedented this is. You know, the Supreme Court has prided themselves on how trustworthy of an institution they are, and they do not have leaks like this. It is extraordinarily rare for this to happen. So number one, for an opinion to be leaked at all is extraordinary. And number two, for it to be a leaked uh, draft opinion on, on dots is just um, I, I'm still processing it. It's, yeah. a, it's a very big deal. Yep. So it looks, apparently, from the draft as though the justices have a majority of repealing Roe versus Wade, which is unto itself so unbelievable shocking. after all these many years of conservatives and especially Christians praying, thinking, talking about this. And the leak on top of it, I mean, it's like a one-two punch. It's, and what's interesting, Chelsea, is a lot of people are going, the leak is not important. Don't talk about the leak, which I find hard to believe. How can you not believe. talk about the leak? Right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just the fact, though, that the court is you know, saying soon and very soon we may lose Roe versus Wade, that unto itself is culturally cataclysmic. It is, and you know, so so to your uh, your point, um, the the leaked draft opinion, and it's important to know this is a draft; it's not final. To look final, this draft was dated in February, so a lot could have changed between February and now, and yes. a lot can still change between now and when they actually officially release this opinion. But in this leaked opinion, you're right; there it was a majority opinion, which means they have. Or at least in February, there were the votes to to overturn the precedents in, in Roe and Casey, and they specifically said in that opinion that Roe and Casey should be overruled, and that there is no constitutional right to abortion. Mm-hmm. And we have been saying this for for decades, sure. but I to to see the justices affirm that there is no constitutional right to abortion, and you know we will be watching very carefully to see what actually happens. You know. I don't know if this will um, push up their their timeline of releasing uh, this opinion or, or what will happen there. But um, but what is what is said in this this uh, leaked draft opinion, you know, is very positive for the pro life movement. So, Chelsea, as positive as it is, and I've been involved in uh, the anti abortion movement for for decades. Um, uh, my overwhelming feeling at the time was trepidation it was not Mm -hmm. like unbridled joy and oh my gosh what a great celebration it was this is going to be so ugly this is going to get so bad so fast um and i i i don't you know now now that i've slept on it and and i don't feel any differently now (laughs) because i do think there is an incredible outrage that's being expressed all over social media it'll happen all over the country outside the supreme court right now right so uh Mm -hmm. and talk about your reaction your feeling on that um do you think i'm right so i was at the supreme court a couple hours ago and there were Crowds and crowds and crowds of people, lots of people on both sides, uh, rallying and protesting. Um, but I, I think in some sense you are right because 
if the court um, does does release this opinion, um, this does not end abortion. This simply sends the issue of abortion back to the states. And over the past couple of weeks and months, we have seen states take very positive measures to protect life. But then we've also seen states pass extraordinarily um, progressive uh, laws that codify a lot of these abortion protections. Um, and, and like you said, continuing to, to, to be very um, divisive um, in, in their approach. So it's really important to note that there will still be innocent lives lost to abortion, if, even if the best case scenario happens and abortion is sent back to the state. So I think, you know, our, our tone, um, you know, I, while I am thankful for any law that protects life, um, there's still a lot of work to be done. And if this issue is sent back to the state, there will be even more vulnerable women, vulnerable pre-born children, vulnerable kiddos at risk of entering into the foster care system. So it just means that the, the work that has been, been started will, will need to, to continue and to, to increase um, to, care for, to, to care for women in need. And Chelsea Sobolik is with us. She's Director of Public Policy for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Church. So Chelsea, talk to us about the scene outside the Supreme Court. Interesting that you were there. I mean, people are not hoping to achieve anything there. There's got to be, is it, is it mayhem? Is it pandemonium? Is it just people screaming at each other? Or, or is there some conversation happening? You know, it's it's a lot of yelling. <laughs> it is a lot of yelling. Um, there's a, a pretty well organized um, rally on the, the from the pro abortion side, and they had um, quite a lot of speakers. They had um, I know Elizabeth Warren was there, and, and many many speakers um, were there. So it's, it's pretty chaotic outside the court. Um, something else that's really important uh, to note that also happened in Washington today at the Capitol, just across the street at the Capitol. Um, there was a press a press conference held by um, you know very um, liberal uh, members of Congress who were urging not only um, a, a Senate vote on the Women's Health Protection Act. This bill passed the House earlier this year, and it is the most pro-abortion um, bill to have ever passed the House. It would codify a lot of the a lot of the things that are in Roe and Casey. Um, so there's calls. Um, in the Senate to, to bring that bill to the floor. But then there were also calls to eliminate the filibuster. So the filibuster says that you need 60 votes to be able to bring legislation to the, to the Senate floor. The filibuster um, eliminated would only mean 50 votes. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure if the, the Senate even has, has that many votes to be able to, to pass this. But even President Biden today um, issued a call for con- Congress to pass legislation codifying mm-hmm. these protections. So while while there was you know a lot of you know rallies happening outside the Supreme Court, there were also um, you know moves on the administration's um, side and uh, Congress calling for um, for legislation. Yeah, well, in my opinion, from the very beginning, it should have been decided by the legislature. It shouldn't have been decided by the courts um, uh, because the American people need need to be able to have a say. Um, and so turning it back to the state legislature, I think is, I, I think is the way it always should have been. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to have it. Uh, you know, of course I would like for every state to decide that, uh, abortion shouldn't happen inside their state lines, but I'll be happy for whatever forward motion we can get, uh, at this point. And I, you know, I also think that this might help us 
to be able to hear more about people who, to, to kind of get a better idea on how people in our state actually look at this issue. Because, and this is a guess on my part, but I really feel like um, the average person is less pro-abortion than the media would portray. And so I know there's a lot of outrage right now. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to my voice who think I'm wrong about that. But Chelsea, I guess I just want to ask your feeling on it. Um, I feel like the average American is not as permissive when it comes to their thoughts on abortion. Yeah, you're exactly right. Most Americans are supportive of of limits on on abortion and things like the Hyde Amendment that would protect American consciences and, and taxpayer dollars. And another thing to to note, um, you know, the the movement is moving away from surgical abortion, so kind of traditionally walking into a Planned Parenthood and having a surgical abortion, and moving more towards um, the abortion pill, which there is so much. Uh, risk there, not only for the health of a woman, um, but also for an abortion pill to be used for nefarious use, you know, human traffickers, um, you know, uh, an angry boyfriend, you know, things like that. So as we're um, moving to kind of a, a new phase in this movement, I think, you know, a lot of people are watching that and saying, hey, that's actually very, very dangerous for a woman's health. And a lot, a lot of Americans are supportive of limits on abortion. I'm into that. Chelsea Sobolik is with us. Hey, Chelsea, uh, before you leave us, take a few seconds and talk to us about the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Church. What do you guys do? Yeah, so we are the public policy arm um, and ethics arm of the SEC, representing 15 million Southern Baptists throughout the United States. And we are um, their, their voice uh, here in, in Washington, um, communicating the, the desires of Southern Baptists um, before the courts, before the administration, and certainly before Congress. So um, responding to, uh, preparing um, for and responding to the Dobbs decision is top of uh, our priority list to, to make sure that pastors and church leaders and, and Southern Baptists are are ready to, to understand this decision, but also are ready to continue serving vulnerable women and vulnerable children. Fabulous. We can find you on the web, can we not? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. We are at ERLC.com. ERLC.com. Well, Chelsea, thanks an awful lot. Always informative. Uh, happy that you're with us here today to talk about this landmark day in American history. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. We'll take a quick break, and uh, when we come back... Millions of bees dying on a tarmac, and the local beekeepers came to the rescue. Hi, I'm Al Aberroa, founder of Night Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our Retirement Readiness Kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our Retirement Readiness Kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. 
When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. If you have certain chronic conditions such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. It's a very common fear to have a fear of the dentist. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. I feel particularly drawn to making sure that all patients are at ease. That extra gentle touch, the extra nudge to tell them it's okay, we'll get through this together. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. theme of people being amazing. We talked about this a little earlier on in the show. So here's a story out of Atlanta where there was a beekeeper in Sacramento, California, and uh, millions and millions of bees. Apparently, you know, the commercial beekeepers have these gigantic inventory of bees, and then they send these bees, sell them around the country. So this beekeeper in Sacramento had bees ready to go. To They're, go to Seattle. They were going to be shipped from Sacramento to Seattle to a final destination in Alaska. Because here's the weird thing. There are no bees in Alaska. It's too cold. However, with the advent of a larger population in Alaska now, beekeepers bring bees to Alaska where they pollinate fruit trees. They pollinate whatever. So bees are needed. They're kind of like, you know, rental bees in a way. Anyway, the bees were en route from Sacramento to Seattle, but uh, the shipment of them could not fit into a cargo uh, bay of a tr- of a plane. So they decided to send these bees from Sacramento to Atlanta. And when See, they- the bees are just like us. You're trying to get to Alaska, right. and somehow you end up in Georgia. Where, instead of being in an air-conditioned hangar, someone placed these bees on a tarmac in a hot Atlanta airport. Now, these bees have to be kept cool, and they have to be fed sugar water. Anyway, word got out from the beekeeper, oh, we forgot the bees are sitting on the tarmac. Some 5 million bees started to die. So the this woman from Sarah's Alaska Honey got on the phone, and she contacted people in Atlanta who were beekeepers and said, free bees 
go to the airport and get free bees. So 25 to 30 local beekeepers in Atlanta, God bless them, drove to the airport. They were allowed access to the tarmac where they scooped up. They saved somewhere in the vicinity of two to two and a half million bees. But the majority of these bees passed away. Queens were saved, which is, of course, the centerpiece of anyone anyone who's keeping right. bees. But it was a disaster. It could have been much worse had it not been for the so are the bees they took still going to Alaska? No. Or are they now making their home in Georgia? They're going to be Georgia bees. So now that the apiary has to send in Sacramento has to send new bees to Anchorage and Delta, of course, has apologized for this. I'm sure there's going to be a lawsuit involved in this and just a screw up. Doesn't and, help the bees much. No. Have you seen bees in your yard? Oh yeah, I like them. All the bumbles are here. Mm-hmm. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden sharply criticizing a draft Supreme Court opinion that would overturn Roe versus Wade. Before boarding Air Force One, the president expressed dismay that the Supreme Court could throw out the 1973 ruling that legalized abortion nationwide. If this decision holds, it's really quite a radical decision. He warned that other rights, including same-sex marriage and birth control, are at risk if the court follows through. The court confirmed the authenticity of the leaked draft, And Chief Justice John Roberts has ordered an investigation into what he called an egregious breach of trust. Greg Clugston, Washington. A wildfire near a northeastern New Mexico community expected to keep growing. Authorities, though, are encouraged by a forecast of improving humidity and shifting winds. That blaze near Las Vegas, New Mexico, has now charred 217 square miles. This is SRN News. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. I'm Lynn Hayes Freeland, talk show host. Everyone deserves a chance to own a home. That's why Mortgages for Mothers is the way home. Free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn how to break the rent cycle, build savings, cut debt, and boost credit. 
Join us for the Way Home Workshop from Dollar Bank on Saturday, May 14th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register today at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. NTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an NTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS. Study under pastors. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. We'll see plenty of clouds with a heavy thunderstorm early tonight. Otherwise, a couple of showers around. It'll be mild. Thunderstorms can bring hail and damaging winds. Tonight's low 60. Tomorrow, we'll see a little morning rain. Otherwise, cloudy skies will reach a high tomorrow of 62. Some sunshine for Thursday, then turning cloudy. It'll be the nicest day of the week. We'll reach a high Thursday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today at the 5 o'clock hour. Tuesday, I would say the day's pretty much over. Something for us. We've got one more hour, and then some. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It feels good, though. Sure does. I was up late, late. I didn't go to bed until after one in the morning because, you know, once the news broke about the Supreme Court leak and the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade, I just, I I just couldn't stop reading. I was reading one thing and then another thing and then another thing and then I was going back and Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember this and I was reading this about, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I wanted to share all my emotions and reactions with you. Except you were un. You know what I did yesterday? Uh, uh, was it was um, laundry day? I washed the sheets. Do you not love? Is that the, the first be- night? Listen, on, it it smells you, so. I got good. in that bed. I was like, oh my gosh! I'm I like, couldn't. I I feel exactly the same. There's way. just something that's just incredible. I mean, laying yep. there going, oh, I'm going to bed. No. I was, I was, uh, what? When he, I say to my wife, I'm going to bed. She says, you're in bed. <laughs> <laughs> And she, I'm like, you know what I mean. Right. I'm going to sleep, but I'm going to bed. So see ya. She says that all the time. I'm going to bed. You're in bed. Okay. <laughs> the heck. But last night particularly, sweet dreams right. are made so of Right, so you didn't even huh? know what you were missing. No, no. <laughs> well, I'm very tired today because the, the uh, when, when this news was erupting last night, mm. it was like people were stunned absolutely stunned well one of these one of these issues is like one of the few issues in america that well one of the it's like it's gigantic from a lot of people it is and i never rightfully so you know, i've been involved with this issue for a long long time i never ever 
even imagined I'd live to see the day no, the crow would be overturned. No, me either. Never. I never, I've truly never that even, ship had long never since even sailed. considered it. All those prayers, all those people. Is it, will it truly be an actuality? I don't know. I mean, it was, you know, Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed that it is an actual document that was leaked, but it has, the vote is not final. Who, who leaked it? Well, I, the, it, and to what end? It had the only, well, there are two of scenarios I could think of. <clears throat> One is that it was a, a, an activist clerk from one of the progressive judges who wanted to stir public outrage. Right. Public outrage. Or the other thing I read this morning is that perhaps it was an activist clerk from one of the conservative judges who is concerned that their judge might flip-flop. Like, they would vote to overturn, but maybe it, they're, they're a little weak and might need a little bit of... Po- so either no, way, right. it's, it has to be an activist person who's interested in... Activists. Everyone's an activist nowadays. In, I know. In you know magnifying right. the feelings of their base. I mean... I don't think you're helping things. No, here I don't think letting, you're helping. Right, you're not. Okay, is that not the one institution where it, you you integrity? Uh, right, you you felt you felt some degree of confidence. Mm-mm, not anymore. And so now they've blown that apart. So well. So the person, whoever it is, needs to be. First of all, they need to figure out who it is, and they need to publicly fire them. Yes. And try to restore some. The person should never be in a courtroom or anywhere near. You know, absolutely not. If, if you have a law degree or whatnot, I mean, you can't file criminal charges. There's nothing criminal about it, but it is an egregious act. It is right against the integrity of the court, the highest court in the land. It is. So you would imagine. I, I mean, I wonder what it's like to work there. Do you have to sign a pledge? You'd have to something I don't to know, secrecy. Though. Or is it just assumed that as you enter in here, that you yourself are a person of integrity and would follow along with the established you know protocol that's been there forever? How hard it is to get a clerkship Oh, there. my goodness gracious, of course. That's like the best of the best. The cream of the crop right. ends up there. So the fact that there would be a person who would be... Speaks to the times. It does. You're absolutely right. That everybody thinks, oh, I'll, you know, my, my case is the most important mm-hmm. thing and everyone should know about it because... This is this is the the sickness of the times. The good news is it didn't appear on Facebook, right, right or exactly. Twitter or something right, like right. that. At least they went to Politico, which unto itself is a weird choice as well. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Okay, so let me tell you. I, I so I had a kind of a weird experience while I was reading all this over the hours between I don't know ten thirty and one in the morning. Um, I was just I, I said this in our four o'clock hour that I felt. You know, and I've been against abortion for a long time, um, and I've worked uh, on behalf of especially women who find themselves in unplanned pregnancies. And so you'd think I would be thrilled, excited, whatever, and I was just overwhelmed by dread or trepidation mm-hmm. or whatever because I could just extrapolate in my head how horrible it's going to be over the next days, weeks, months as this is publicly discussed. Yep. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be absolutely brutal. You pulled back the curtain. Yep. And so I started praying about it and just like, you know, God, how how do how do I as a person who follows you and wants to do the very best I can for these women 
who are in this circumstance, what does it mean? And so I just started kind of, I opened the Bible, I just started riffling through. Do you know what I mean? Looking a little bit, reading a little bit there, reading a little bit here. Anyway, this jumped out at me from Proverbs 4. Um, It says, this is the 23rd verse. It said, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight. And I thought, I think that's what I need. And I don't, I don't presume to tell any of you listeners what you need, but I will speak for myself that with how divisive this is, it's so easy to look at whoever the other side is and devious talk and crooked speech are very easy. Look at Twitter. Super easy to come out of your mouth to formulate in your head, but let your eyes look directly forward. What? I was thinking, what have I always wanted from the very beginning, keep your eyes on the prize, was to take care of women who are in a vulnerable place. That's what I wanted to do at the very beginning. If that's what I feel like God called me to do decades ago, then I need to keep my eyes looking directly forward and keep my gaze straight. Not be turned to the side by all the politics of the moment, all the yelling, the protesting, all of that. Keep your eyes on the prize. It's not just about the political world, as important as it is. It's really about saving women and babies. It's really what it is. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, Pastor Terry Tim will be with us. Jesus' resurrection. What does it reveal about our bodies? That's next on The Ride Home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on 101.5 Word FM. 101.5 101.5 WORD. The current school year is not even over, but Word FM is already talking about heading back to school. Back to school! If you've ever considered sending your child to a Christian school, but the cost was holding you back, check out the WORD half price tuition deals now at WordFM.com. Send your child to a school that's teaching them the same values you're teaching at home for the full year, but only pay for half. See the complete list of schools now at WordFM.com. Slash tuitions. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-928-3355. That's 1-800-928-3355. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-928-3355. That's 1-800-928-3355. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. Terry Tim is with us. Terry's a regular guest on our show who we know and love. He's a pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Hey, Terry. Good to see you. How are things? Hey, John. Hi, Kathy. Good to see you, too. You as well. Nice to see you, Terry. You can watch the uh, Ride Home with John and Kathy streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. You mm-hmm. can see Terry Tim's face as he joins us via Zoom. Um, happy Eastertide, Terry. It is Easter. And I love that you said Eastertide. Because Easter is a season. Yeah. I think I think many of us in, in the Christian world, we think we look at Easter as a day, and it really is a day. It's a big day. It's a big day of celebration. But the beautiful thing is in the life of the church, we look at Easter as not just a day, but a but an entire season. And I'd suggest that resurrection is actually even more a way of life, a way of seeing this life and and the life to come. So thanks for that greeting. Mm. I appreciate it. Fabulous. So with Easter in mind, Easter tied in mind, of course, Jesus resurrecting from the dead. Terry, you're here to talk to us about that and what Jesus' resurrection means about our bodies. Yeah, thanks, John. I've been wrestling with a text, actually a couple different resurrection texts in the Gospels, which is beautiful. If you think, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all give us particular perspectives of what happens after the crucifixion and Jesus's burial. And we have a multiplicity of uh, resurrection stories. And I'd really commend to your listeners, read them all because they're fascinating and they, they speak so much truth into our current and our future situation. But one of the things, one of the things I noticed is that quite often food is involved in resurrection stories. Food. Yeah. For instance, in, in, uh, in Luke 24, Jesus pops in and he surprises his disciples who are gathered. And Luke tells us that they were startled, they were frightened, and they thought they saw a ghost. They thought they saw a ghost. And, and Jesus meets meets them right where they are in their fears and their doubts and their anxiety. He says, hey, touch me. Touch my hands and my feet. See, I'm not a ghost. I have a body. I'm flesh and blood. And so they do that, but they still don't seem to get it. And then Jesus says, hey, you got any food around? <laughs> and they give him a piece of broiled fish. Uh, it wasn't fried fish. Jesus was a health conscious resurrection <laughs> body. Uh, and, and he eats food in front of them 
to, to prove something, to demonstrate to something to them that he actually is an embodied being. And I think that that should speak volumes to us as followers of Jesus. And, and one, of, one of the things I, I think is really important is that I think in some Christian circles and in, in history, one of the goals of Christians has been like to escape our bodies. Like the goal in life, resurrection means I get to get out of this earth suit and I get to ascend into heaven and take on some kind of angelic existence. And Jesus is actually saying something in his resurrection. He's saying, our bodies matter. Flesh and blood matters. And resurrection doesn't mean so much that when we die, we are going to go somewhere else. But resurrection means we are going to have an embodied life in God's new world. We're going to have an embodied life in God's new world. And it's going to be not just a spiritual experience, but it's going to be an embodied experience. Let me ask you a question, okay? okay. John and Kathy, what do, what do you think about this? Are we human beings having a spiritual experience? Mm-hmm. Or are we spiritual beings having a human experience? I think we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We're here for just a short while. Our spiritual experience would go along a lot longer. I think we're both. Both? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, if, if we're following the pattern of Jesus, I would think that our... Human and spiritual. Yeah, that we would be fully, that our, our end goal... Our eternal form would be both things. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so um, Terry, I'm glad you brought this up because when we hear about this, I often think about you know the debate over cremation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, end of life people, you know, for a long time in, in certain faith perspectives, it was considered a sin to burn your body a- after death. I mean, will we be resurrected as human beings in heaven? Wow, let's 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 not, let's go right into it, huh? Well, my my suspicion is that that the one who created us from dust, and remember our origin story in Genesis, is that God scoops up mm-hmm. dust of the earth, breathes life into it, and that dust becomes a living being. Yeah. My suspicion is that God can maybe take the dust of our remains, <laughs> the remains and actually recreate us into our our physical bodies. I do think God has the power and the capacity uh, to do that. Um, You know, know, Kathy, I I, I appreciate, you know, that that was kind of a trick question that I threw at you, but I do think the answer is is yes. We're human beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. God created us as embodied creatures, and this goes way back again to the beginning of the story. God honors human flesh and blood by imprinting the image of God on human beings. Yeah. It, like, that's a beautiful thing. God creates all of these wonderful things in the universe, but nothing bears the image of God except human beings in their embodied state. So God, God must think a lot about flesh and blood. And not only does God like say it's good, but then God chooses 
to enter into human history in a body, right? That, that God chooses to not only enter into a human body, but chooses to enter through a human body, Mary, and then comes into the world as a man, flesh and blood. I, lo- I love what, you know, the uh, gospel writer John says, the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us. Mm-hmm. Eugene Peterson says the word took on flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Hmm. So, so God honors humanity in the creation, and then God honors humanity in the incarnation. So many world religions think about this. You know, the gods, uh, they have temples for the gods, right? And you create a little statue of a god, you put it in a temple. But when God chooses to enter into the world, God says, I'm not coming as an idol into a temple. I'm actually becoming one of you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm taking on flesh and blood. So God is all about human bodies. I mean, he really is. And then this resurrection thing happens, and Jesus maintains his physicality. He's not a ghost. He's got flesh and blood, and he can consume food, which I think is a really encouraging thing, because I, I, I think, you know, when you look at the end of the story, you think about how the when the kingdom of God comes in its fullness, there's a lot of food references, Good. right? <laughs> like the great feast in great. Isaiah, the wedding good. feast of the lamb in Revelation. So our bodies must be able to enjoy the goodness of God's creation in food. Let's hope so. It's not heaven unless there's a cookie table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, just say, and, and you know, and the good thing is, you know, you're going to be able to feast, and you're not going to have to worry about the calories, right, or your sugar <laughs> right. level going through the roof. Yeah, yeah, I love but, it. And um, this is a beautiful thing. Like right, it is, the, the it, resi- it is a beautiful thing. So in that instance, um, this all. First off, let's debunk the idea that we die and become angels. Right. Right. Because that's, I just saw somebody, a, a friend of mine who's a believer in Jesus uh, on social media last night said something like, oh, well, you know, now that your father's died, you have an angel watching over you. So that's not to denigrate our memories of our loved ones. It's just inaccurate. Right. So, Terry, talk about that first. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's inaccurate. God doesn't, God doesn't need any more angels. There are myriads of angels, created beings out there. And I think some people think it's like it's an upgrade to be like become an angel Mm -hmm. when actually that would be a downgrade. (laughs) Again, angels don't bear the image of God. We do. Yeah. Angels long to look into these things. Exactly. Right. So, you know, when when we depart this earthly existence, when we somehow come into the presence of God, the fullness of God, I believe we're going to come as embodied creatures. And Jesus sets the, sets the pace. He, he gives us an, a, a preview of what's to come. Like Jesus has flesh and blood, but seemingly when you read the resurrection stories, it's, it's kind of a super, uh, a super body because he seems to be able to kind of just walk into rooms, mm-hmm. walk through doors, be transported from one place to another, like disappear yeah so to me part of the the gospels are saying john kathy terry my followers here's a little foretaste of what is to come Mm. we will be like jesus we're going to contain our physicality 
But all of the pain, all of the suffering, all of the brokenness, all the dysfunction that happens in our bodies, that's going to go away. And we are actually going to have a glorified body, not just some angelic body, but somehow this flesh and blood is going mm-hmm. to be completely made new. And we are going to, uh, again, resurrection is having this embodied life in God's new world. Oh, that's fabulous. I've got a, a sister-in-law who went blind when she was 21. She's 65. Mm. So I, we, we often think about, you know, when Susan's in heaven and her eyes are open and she can see again, mm. she doesn't know what she looks like at 65. She remembers herself as a 21-year-old. Mm-hmm. In some ways, that's, you know, a, a heavenly image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and. <laughs> Who knows exactly how God's going to work that out? But I, I would say that our glorified bodies, it's going to bring out the best of us, the 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 truest essence of who we are. And I think maybe for for many of us, we're actually going to be surprised to actually see ourselves as God sees mm-hmm. us. Right now we see in a mirror dimly, then we'll see face to face. Not only will we see face to face with God, but I think we'll actually see ourselves in our truest, most authentic, beautiful resurrected <laughs> selves. And that's something that I long to, I oh long my to gosh. see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Terry, let me tell you, I have um I have a friend who has uh a series of profound um disabilities. And uh, we talked about this one time, and for him, he he really disliked this idea that his that we would have bod- the body the same body in heaven because he doesn't want his. What do you mean? He he wants his body now. He doesn't. He hates his body because it doesn't work, and so it wasn't good news to him. No, no, no. But Terry's saying as right. God sees him, right? So what does that mean, Terry? What was like? Speak to this friend of mine. What would the you won't be crippled? Right. What What would the truth? Yeah, be for I, th- him? I, I think the, our resurrected bodies are going to be our. It, God is going to complete the new creation. We're going to be renewed, so that all of this the dysfunction and in a sense there are things about my body that I hate. They don't work right because of my own brokenness. But that doesn't mean throw the body away. God is going to renew, redeem heal us fully right sometimes we get healed in this life but ultimately our bodies will be completely whole on the other side when the kingdom comes in its fullness so uh we'll shed we'll shed the brokenness shed the pain shed the disability that that hampers us in this world and we will be unleashed Mm -hmm. to be fully us both spiritually and physically that's that's my vision of of the future to come excellent Uh, terry i I would think that to think heavenly would require a richer and deeper imagination than few of us possess Mm -hmm. well said john Mm -hmm. i mean yeah and to have to have a kingdom imagination yeah right that's bigger than just kind of the here and now what's right in front of us and you know, we we all do have limited we do have limited capacity, but this is the gift of the spirit, and I I think that's what's happening in the scriptures. The spirit in, inspired the people to write God's word to provoke our imagination. Mm, very good. 
that we have a God who can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ask or even imagine. And so, so my wildest even vision of what a resurrection body can look like, I suspect that God's like, Terry, you have no idea what this is going to look like and feel like and be like. Just wait and see. I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> Very nice. Terry, want to stick around? Can you stick around for a few minutes? Sure, I'd be glad to. Good. Let's muse some more. Terry Tom, Terry Tim. Not Terry. Terry Thomas. Hey, Terry. <laughs> Terry Thomas. No worries. No. Terry, Terry Thomas is a good guy, so. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. I'm Lynn Hayes-Freeland, talk show host. Everyone deserves a chance to own a home. That's why Mortgages for Mothers is the way home. Free home buying workshop from Dollar Bank. Learn how to break the rent cycle, build savings, cut debt, and boost credit. Join us for the Way Home Workshop from Dollar Bank on Saturday, May 14th at 9 a.m. at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Register today at dollar.bank slash the way home. Dollar Bank, let's get you there. Equal housing lender. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see plenty of clouds with a heavy thunderstorm early tonight. Otherwise, a couple of showers around. It'll be mild. Thunderstorms can bring hail and damaging winds. Tonight's low 60. Tomorrow, we'll see a little morning rain. Otherwise, cloudy skies will reach a high tomorrow of 62. 
Some sunshine for Thursday, then turning cloudy. It'll be the nicest day of the week. We'll reach a high Thursday of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry Tim. Terry, uh, we've talked about this before, but I want to bring this up because perception, I think, is really important in our lives. We, you know, my perception of heaven is this. Mm -hmm. Now, when Kath and I first met you, we we didn't know you, but we were at at a game, a pirate game, and someone said, Oh, there's there's Terry Tim, and I was like, Oh, we'd heard about Terry. Oh, right? Terry Tim, what the heck? Oh, Terry, Terry was like he he seemed so oh, like intelligent cool and well is. connected, and like there's Terry. We were posers, and that's Terry Tim. Yeah, and there were like people around you, and you were laughing and have a conversation. I was we like, like, Wow, clearly I am not worthy. Right, my perception of Terry Tim was like way up there. Yeah, now Terry, sure. I'm not gonna. I love you now, but I know you. You're you're like a guy. But my perception of you was one thing. I know you as another. You know, there's not a disconnect. They are still the same thing. But is that what heaven's going to be like? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Bring it, Terry. (laughs) Bring it, my friend. So there's that that little saying, perception is reality. Uh Yeah. uh Which is one of the biggest falsehoods. Perception is not reality. Mm-hmm. Perception is a distortion of reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. And, and and it was exactly your perception of me was distorted reality. Right? Oh no, not no, true. no, no. <laughs> You're every bit as cool as we thought you Look were. How cool he is. We're cool now because we're talking to him. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but I I do think you're right, John. That this our our human minds we 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 have a limitation. We're we're like a hard drive. We have a limited hard drive. And God's kingdom is so big. It's like it's like taking you know gazillion terabytes and trying to put it into a one gigabyte hard drive. Yeah, like we can only take so much of what what is to come. What's God's reality? And I think this idea of stepping into the new heavens, the new earth, heaven, the kingdom when it comes in its fullness. However, you want to describe that is going to be like. Like, oh my gosh! Blow your mind! Like, it's so much bigger. <laughs> this one preacher once said, "God's better is always better." <laughs> yeah, that's good. Isn't that great? That's sure good. Is. Think that of is. your best kind of scenario of the life to come. God's better is way better than anything you and I can mm-hmm. dream up, I'm and that's. That. That's the brilliance of our God. He is. And, of course, God surprises us all the time, doesn't he? And don't you love to be surprised by God? I'm like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be like this, but, boy, it's a heck of a lot better. So that's true. That's something to look forward to. It's a great encouragement, Terry, on a Tuesday when a lot of us are just, you know, sick of things. And so you gave us a good word here today. We really appreciate that that optimistic look. Yeah. Terry, talk to Uh, us about Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Yes, we are a community. We're about 17 years old. Uh, we meet on Sunday mornings. We actually just transitioned to a new worship location this past Sunday. So yeah. we've been kind of nomadic over yeah, the last right. couple of years. <laughs> so we actually, last last Sunday, we began meeting at the Crown Plaza Hotel on Fort Couch Road okay. in Bethel Park at 10 a.m. We are in the Carnegie Room. Nice. And uh, it's, a, it's a nice space for us. And, uh, and actually, right now, we're taking... You know, this whole Easter season to look at all of these different resurrection stories in the Gospels and really exploring the possibility and the potential that's there in, in the beauty of God's Word 
And so, yeah, if you're uh, if you're in the South Hills at all, we'd love to see you some Sunday. Very nice. We can find you on the web, Terry. Yes, cccsh.org. That's nice. our, our website, cccchristcommunitychurchsouthhills.org. Very nice. Right. Terry, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Be well, friend. Great to be with Good you. Good to see you, as well. Peace. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we were at the prayer breakfast uh, on Friday, last, last Friday. Friday. Yep. There's another Ma- prayer breakfast. Morning. Oh, absolutely. Another prayer breakfast is coming up in Monroeville. We're going to talk about that next. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. What do we do when we're caught in the middle? No easy way out. We'll focus on that this week on A New Beginning. Pastor Greg Laurie shows us how Pontius Pilate responded when he faced a quandary. And we'll discover how we're to respond when embroiled in spiritual warfare. Tune in this week for A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover. And so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Monroeville, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family support services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. of memory affect our spiritual life? How can the church more effectively care for families touched by Alzheimer's? Find out June 16th as Trinity School for Ministry presents Experiencing Alzheimer's Forgetful but Not Forgotten A special event with Dr. Carol Harold, MD By improving our understanding of the changes in thinking and behavior caused by Alzheimer's, we can more effectively address the needs of those with it. Cost just $25. Register now at tsm.edu slash interterms. Friday, we were at Heinz Field. Last Friday. Last Friday, the um, the, uh, Pittsburgh Day of Prayer. Which Greater was... Pittsburgh Community Leaders Prayer Breakfast. <laughs> hey, it's a good thing you're here. I mean, I'm just here to help. Thank you so much. 
I do know, however, that this Friday <laughs> yep. is the National Day of Prayer. Right. Right, which is very good indeed. Marcia Jones Washington is with us. She is the Monroeville coordinator of the National Day of Prayer. And Marcia, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you both for having me on. Um, I do have to make another correction, though. Um, it's actually uh, on Thursday um, that we will have the National Day of Prayer event uh, in Monroeville, and it's not a it's not a breakfast, but you know Thursday is the National Day of Prayer overall. And um, so, what we have been doing is um, usually we have an evening program uh, from about five thirty until eight nice. that um, you know recognizes uh, that day as a, a day that's called uh, for us to gather in the time of um, prayer and worship. Fabulous. I go. Now that we have the day held down, Marsha, that's, that's probably job one. Wait, wait. This is the month of May. Right. Now we're good. We have it on Thursday. Okay, but so the response I hear from a lot of people, Marsha, um, is you know why do we need a national day of prayer? You can pray any day. Right. Yes, you do hear that. But you know, this is a day that it has been you know was signed into law. Uh, back in well, first of all, you know, back in 1952, um, Conrad Hilton uh, of the hotel, the Hilton Hotel chain, and you know, Paris Hilton's great grandfather, he was the one who actually, um, him and a senator from Kansas, uh, felt that there should be a day designated as a national day of prayer, okay. and uh, so that started back in 1952, and then in '88. Uh, um, President Reagan uh, made it a bill, an official law, that the first Thursday in May would be recognized as that day. So I'm just saying, it's just something special, really, about gathering in prayer with other believers, other um, uh, people that are um, part of the body of Christ, and just coming together in that united prayer. There's just something, you know, really special about that. Fabulous. So, so describe what it looks like. I mean, you've done this, I'm sure, many times before, Marcia. Uh, the Monroeville gathering. Tell us what goes on. Yeah, and um, you know, that's what I think is so special. Is again, you know, it's people from various denominations. That's a time when, you know, I feel that um, we as Christian believers should be able to come together, breaking down those uh, denominational barriers. So you will see people of various faiths coming out, uh, people of different uh, racial backgrounds, but again, we're there to represent the body of Christ. And, you know, I uh, have been a member of Covenant Church of Pittsburgh for over 30 years, and I know early on, with our pastor, his um, one of his logo or his saying at that time was that in a divided society, the church must model unity, mm. and I still believe that. I yes. still believe that. Fabulous. Yeah. So that unity is was so important to Jesus that he prayed for that shortly before his death. Yeah. Right. That we would be one, um, and that the world would know that he was who he was because of how he loved each other. And boy, we have Mm -hmm. failed (laughs) every which way Mm -hmm. on that. Uh, It's just Mm -hmm. shocking how terrible we have been at that. So, Marcia, talk about what you think and how how can an event like this kind of push us in that direction? 
Well, you know, that's the thing. Um, we're, we're having it in the Monroeville area, but they are taking place um, all around uh, the country. I mean, um, there's, there's thousands of them. So, you know, for one, I would suggest people, if they're not uh, near to the Monroeville area, want to come out to Monroeville, uh, go to the National Day of Prayer website, mm. and you can just put in your, um, your zip code, and it will direct you to a National Day of Prayer gathering in your area. And I, I think that it will be similar to this, but um, I think it does start with us as um, Christians uh, starting to set aside those um, those things that divide divide us and uh, see each other as sisters and brothers in Christ. You know, on, on the the main point, you know, I'm not major in the minors, yes. so to speak. Those things that could divide us. And Marcia, I'm sure you've seen this before. You know, Kath and I've been part of this. When you gather with people, especially people who are essentially strangers to you, and you start to pray together, I mean. All that weirdness, all the uncomfortability, that all sort of disappears. I mean, there you are yeah. united in one thing, and you're praying to the Lord of the universe. I mean, it's a great, wonderful, unifying event that brings people together. So uh, I, I love this call, whether it is the Monroeville event or, as you say, the National Day of Prayer website. You put in your zip code, and you're going to find places across this country, across western Pennsylvania specifically, where you can gather together at various times throughout the day for this National Day of Prayer on Thursday, yeah? Yes, yes, that is it, absolutely. Fabulous. Okay, so tell us again, the, the times for the Monroeville Day of Prayer, and where, where, will, you met, where will you gather? Yes, ours, ours will begin at 5.30 p.m. at the Monroeville Community Park. Uh, that's located on Tilbrook Road, 2399 Tilbrook Road in Monroeville, and it takes place from 5.30 till 8. The first hour... It's a time really of fellowship and um, just meeting and greeting each other. Uh, from At 6.30, we have a time of worship, and then at 7 o'clock is when the, the prayer begins. And we pray over those seven mountains of influence in society. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's you know things like education, business, the church, family. But those seven mountains of influence is what uh, there will be prayer leaders coming up and leading us in prayers uh, over each of those um each of those um, aspects of, of our society. Sounds wonderful. Marsha Jones, Washington, coordinator in Monrovo, the National Day of Prayer, which is Thursday. 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 Um, yeah. Their program starts at 5.30 p.m. Marsha, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for allowing me to, to be a part. Yeah, I the pleasure's ours. Put the good news out about the National Day of Prayer. I mean, I love this, right? Uh, we had a great time last Friday. But you go to the website, uh, National Day, and plug in here locally. Get together with people who have one thing in common, love Christ and praying for this world. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Spring is so close, and with the budding of the trees, the blooming of the flowers, the shedding of our winter clothes, realtor yard signs will soon be popping up all over our neighborhoods. Now, these are strange days indeed, but... If you've been dreaming and hoping to buy that house, the first thing you need to do is connect with United Faith Mortgage. 
Of course, you've heard them here on Word FM, and for many good reasons, our listeners have made United Faith Mortgage their go-to mortgage provider. It's the small family team, the big lender advantage that gets your attention, but as you go deeper into the process, the kid glove care from Denise, Ryan, John lets you know you've made the right decision. So, if you're looking for a mortgage, or to refinance, or a cash-out mortgage, do your homework. And then go to unitedfaithmortgage.com to get pre-approved. United Faith Mortgage, where faith and family are first and foremost with people just like you and me. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Turkey and stuffing. Real mashed potatoes. Sliced top round. Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole. Chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from The Spring House. You have a special event coming up in your life. A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods. Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. The Construction Industry Safety Coalition reminds you it's Construction Safety Week. In construction, safety is a value and belief everyone shares. That's why more than 70 national and global construction firms join forces for Safety Week to inspire everyone in the industry to be leaders in safety. Sponsored by the Coalition for Construction Safety Week. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. Okay, now wait a second. Conrad Hilton is Hilton the Hotel. one is the one who uh, apparently started the idea of the National Day of Prayer in the fifties. Right. Okay, so our last guest just told us that, which we did. Marcia Jones Washington. First of all, she told us that we had the National Day of Prayer wrong. Oh. Then uh, after we fig- re- repented of that. <laughs> Then she told us about Conrad Hilton. I, I did not realize that it was started back in the 50s. I remember um, reading that Reagan had reinstituted it or, or, in had, 88? or had made it official or something like right. that, okay. wh- whatever that was. But it so, made me think a, a lot had gone on between Conrad and Paris. What the heck? Yeah. Conrad Hilton was born on Christmas Day, 1887. Um, let's see. His mother. A devout woman came to view prayer as no less a necessity and no less a sanctuary than work. Hmm. Some men jump out windows, some quit, his mother told him during the Great Depression. (laughs) What? Some men jump out windows, some quit. Some go to church to pray. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Even at the darkest, most difficult moments of his life, Hilton always found strength and consolation in, in prayer. How about that? That's um, wonderful. So then he started you know, this hospitality business. By 1929, he owned hotels all over Texas with plans to expand beyond the Lone Star State. Then, of course, the crash came. Mm-hmm. The Depression taught Hilton humility 
and reinforced in him the importance of his faith. When everything material failed, he wrote, faith remained the only guilt-edged security. How about that? Yeah. So in 1944, he started the Conrad Hilton Foundation. Over the next 35 years, the Hilton Foundation awarded many small grants with special solicitude for the works of uh, the Sisters of the Poor and ever watchful for an opportunity uh, to shelter children with the umbrella of the charity. He began to pray for them and started off on charities for orphans. How about that? I mean, people are amazing, aren't they? I mean, how, how did that even... Hilton believed that prayer was a vital force in what he called the battle for freedom. On July 4th of 1952, at the height of the Korean War, he published in magazines across the country a humble prayer for peace and forgiveness in a darkening world titled America on Its Knees. It received an overwhelming response, and a year later... Hilton hosted the first national prayer breakfast alongside President Eisenhower. When Hilton died in 1979, the Conrad Hilton Foundation held some $160 million in assets. He left his virtually his entire fortune to the foundation. Charity is a supreme virtue, he wrote, and the great channel through which the mercy of God is passed on to mankind. It is the virtue that unites men and inspires their noblest efforts. Wow. How about that? Fabulous. Well, that's it has a very good lineage then. It surely does. I mean, it's mostly unexpected. Who would imagine that yeah. Conrad Hilton, right? I mean, people, do you remember the heyday of the Hilton Hotel? Um, I remember, the, of course, the Hilton Hotel downtown being like... The place. Right. And the fact that it was right at the point. You would come the through the tunnel it, and yep. see that and go, mm-hmm. that's the Hilton Hotel. Right. That was kind of like the gold star. What is it now? Best Western? No, it's not Best Western. What is it? I don't, Maybe I don't know Wyndham. What, Grand Wyndham? Something like that. Wyndham Garden? I don't know. Um, when you pray in groups of people that you don't know. Which I think is fascinating. I do too. I love it so much. I do too. A lot of people tend to shrink away from that. I love it. Yeah. I it's It requires a measure of boldness. Well, you and I obviously are comfortable about that, right, but yeah, you know, we just right. got like you yeah, know. Well, it's because we've been in so many weirdo circumstances over the years. <laughs> so well, we this. have. I'm serious. We Hi, have. we're from the right home. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, weirdo circumstances no, 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 listen, are, are special. Listen, when you're traveling overseas, oh. you are in some weirdo circumstances. Oh my you gosh. don't know what time of day it is. You don't know where you're going to end up. No, nope. you're not. You don't know who you're going to be talking to anywhere. You don't know what you're going to be eating or wearing or whatever. And so that's what I mean by weirdo circumstances yep. is you just have to – you go with it and you end up praying in a lot of wonderful mm-hmm. places. But it's – you you can't predict who you're with or what you're doing. Listen, on September 11th, oh my gosh, 2001, I, can't imagine. I was in China and the Chinese the, – the people in the hotel that I was staying at could not be more empathetic. Really? Okay, so now wait. So you heard – how did you hear about – 9-11? This is weird. Uh, the evening of 9-11, which, of course, was the morning of 9-11 here in the United States, I, I was with a group of people, and we were bowling, of all places, in a hotel, in the basement of a hotel. They had a bowling alley. I mean, I was in China for two weeks, so we were like, oh, you want to do this, want to do that? Anyway, it came, we went upstairs to our hotel room, turned on CNN International, and there there it was. And we were like, what? Oh, my, horrible, horrible. And so, you know, and you were with a group of all Americans. Yes, 
And of course, when you travel, and we stayed in that hotel mostly for you know it's a full week, so you quickly establish a routine. In the morning, I would get you know go down and have breakfast. They had like a little cafe, and so the the, the Chinese were, were loving American tourists because they wanted to work on their English. Mm. So you would engage in polite, you know, easy conversation. Anyway, the morning after when I went down for my breakfast, I'll never forget my. The, the young woman who had waited on me like the previous five or six days was crying, and we prayed together. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, what an amazing experience. Oh, my goodness gracious. We both cried, and she she said, I feel so bad for your country, and she said, she knew I was a believer, so I had a Bible there. I was reading Bible you know, the previous four or five days, so we prayed. I mean, that was an unusual circumstance. Wow. God is good. Prayer is essential in all of our lives, right? Keeps us strong and true. Thanks for being with us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.